This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome, everyone, to Behind the Braves, the official podcast of the Atlanta Braves. I'm Braves Senior Manager of Digital Media Content, Ricky Mast. My co-host, Greg McMichael, he's unable to join us this week. Fear not, he'll be back at some point in the next few weeks, but he and his team are very busy getting ready for the inaugural season of Braves Country Baseball and Softball. So if you haven't heard about Braves Country Baseball and Softball, here's the deal. The Braves are partnering with community parks in providing a baseball and softball league for kids ages 5 to 12. So it's going to be launching. March 1st, 2024 in a community near you. And that is, again, what that is why Greg and his team, they're working feverishly right now because uh, the launch is coming up very soon. This league will include an online instructional platform, Braves merchandise, and a discount ticket package to Braves games for participating parks. Now, June 1st will be an all-star track that will lead to championships in Atlanta to crown the Braves country baseball and softball champions. To learn more, request more info, head over to braves.com slash bcbs. That's braves.com slash bcbs. And again, it's a wonderful program that Greg and his team are working on. It's going to be all throughout the Southeast. uh, And we're just so excited about it. So, I mean, I, I think back to when I was playing baseball as a kid in Little League, and as a Braves fan, to have played in a league with a with an actual Braves patch on my jersey, that would have meant the world to me. So the fact that that is now an opportunity for uh, for kids here in Braves country, really cool. So again, head over to Braves.com slash BCBS for more. Now, as for this week's show, we've got a great show for you. Uh, it's always a treat for me and I hope for the listeners as well when I get to sit down and talk with one of my coworkers here in the front office and to hear about their career, uh, how they got here, and more importantly, what it is that they do here with the Atlanta Braves on a daily basis. Uh, I can tell you I love working with today's guest. Uh, his office is literally right next to mine, so he can probably hear me taping this right now. Director of Diversity Marketing, Eugene Brooks. Uh, Eugene joined the Braves a couple years back and he uh, is part of the marketing team which is the same team that I am on he has from day one made us better and added so much to the Atlanta Braves so much to our marketing team here and his leadership in diversity marketing is just it's been outstanding Uh, and above all else just as a co-worker He's just a joy to work with and somebody that I learn from every single day and then inspires me every single day. So without further ado, let's get right into it. Here he is, Eugene Brooks. Well, Eugene, uh, first of all, I'm so happy that you're on here. You, you're a joy to work with every day. Instantly, as soon as I just hit record, you just your smile, you just lit up the room. So I'm just so happy to have you on here and thank you for taking the time. So we got a lot we want to talk about, a lot that you're working on, a lot that you're promoting. We want to talk about your career. Uh, but let's let's start with whenever we have somebody from the front office on. I like to for Brace Country and Brace fans to hear just what it is that they do here. So you're Director of Diversity Marketing. So yep. what is what do you do on a daily basis, and what does diversity marketing mean to you? Well, it's well. first of all, thanks for having me here. It's pretty funny. I love working with you all, too. So... Got Taylor Swift in the background over here doing shooting camera, so <laughs> that not really pro- Taylor Swift, but it's my nickname for Victoria. So. That's our producer, Victoria yep. Rossman, back yep. here. Yeah, make sure yep. I do that. And I was that in the room, <laughs> but uh, 
But anyway, um, so diversity marketing, and it's pretty funny. Like, everybody's like, what is diversity marketing? What is this? What does it mean? And so I think, like, people have different definitions. Like, Oxford has a definition. Like, you know, it involves people from all different, you know, genres and ethnic groups. And so I think for me, diversity means one word, which is um, the invitation to me. Um, it's the invitation of bringing people together to uh, support different groups, support different initiatives that someone has or support, you know, a sports team, but basically is bringing people together to, um, to have fun and celebrate what each other and what we bring back to the, you know, what we bring together um, from different backgrounds. You know, I mean, you and I come from different backgrounds, but we have one common goal, which is the Braves, right? So the goal is to basically celebrate uh, the Braves, but also to recognize and celebrate where you come from, where I come from, where uh, Hispanic people come from. But basically, it's the one time in our lives in two hours that we get to bleed one color, which is Braves color, right? So basically it's about celebrate the celebration of bringing people together. That's what I've, that's what diversity means to me. I love that. That's, I, I often reference this just in different conversations with people. It comes up a lot, actually. I come back to my 10 years here with the Braves, the world series parade in 2021, being on one of those buses and, literally driving through a crowd of a million people. And it was the coolest moment of my career here because I saw a million people and I saw people, every background, every race, every gender, everything. And everybody's just together and everybody was happy. And that was one of those just, I always felt that way that working for a sports team, that like the idea is that you wanted to bring everybody together, but actually getting to see it out there was just the coolest thing. So I have to think that's like, that's got to be pretty gratifying for you. Like you're working on all these initiatives, all these events throughout the year. And it, and I know you work your tail off on them because I see it every day. But that's got to feel pretty good that at the end of the day, you work on these things and then you're bringing people together. No, it does. It feels it feels really good. You know, it's always um, before I started working here, you always saw everybody had the A hat on. Right. That one letter and they had that hat. And so you just like go Braves or, you know, nice hat. Or are you from the are you from the A? Are you from Atlanta? You know, where part are you from? And so I think regardless of what our color hues are, regardless of what our backgrounds are, that's the one thing that brings us all together. And so what's what's really funny is that before I started working here, I would see it, right? But now it's like I see that hat everywhere. It's like I'm like, man, I mean, another A hat, another A hat, another hat over here. But it's a it's a sense of joy, a sense of pride to to see that and wear that every day. When I first started working, I think I wore brave stuff every single day. And I'm like, okay, I gotta stop. I gotta slow down, <laughs> right? But it's a but it's a unifier. It's like yeah. we have uniforms, right? So that hat is a unifier. That's what it really means to to come together. And so in a uniform place, so we're a unifier. And so my goal is to make sure that we stay unified. Not just you know you spoke of the parade, but it's not just when we're winning, but also when we're losing. But right. also at the same time, it's in the community saying, okay, we see you. Basically, that's all that the community really wants. That's all people really want to know is that do you see me? Are, do you, can you bring me together? What are you doing there? What can I be a part of? And I think that's the most important part. You have to be very intentional um, with the invitation, and you got to be sincere and authentic about it. You can't just say, hey, we want you to come here just to get tickets. Nah. what are you going to do after that? What is inside the ballpark that people like to do? What is it programmatically that you're doing that I can see myself in? Or when you see your child or you see this child. I mean, I came from South Carolina um, back in the TBS days, and so the one thing that I saw was the fact that I would watch TBS with my dad watching baseball games, right? And so 
at some point in time, you wanted to see yourself. I wanted to see myself in that. I wanted to celebrate with my dad. And so I think I have a personal reason um, to making sure that it's done correctly in the best way for people, but also at the same time, a sense of pride for my children and, and your children. All right, well, let's uh, let's talk about a big event you've got coming up here pretty soon. So I, I'll back up a little bit. When you started here with the Braves, what, about 14, 15 months ago, something like that? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. You show up uh, fresh on the job. And it's like, hey, Eugene, uh, you're in charge of the HBCU Classic. It happens in a, about a month or two from now. Right. You know, have at it. Yep. Um, and which was I was very impressed by how you handled it because I couldn't have, I would not have been able to handle such a, what is a big initiative and a big event for the Atlanta Braves every year. I couldn't have stepped in on the new job like that and handled something like that. Not only did you handle it, I think it was the most successful and the best one we've had yet. And I know that this one's going to be even bigger. So just talk about, uh, well, first of all, for, for Braves fans, like, you know, tickets and what, what's going to be going on, what it is, if, if they're not familiar with it or they've only kind of heard about it, just uh, what it is and what are the details of it. So the HBCU Classic that we do is the Ralph Gar Bill Lucas Classic. Uh, it's between Grambling State University out of uh, Louisiana and the Florida A&M Rattlers, which is out of uh, Tallahassee, Florida. So these are two historically black college and universities. Um, Ralph Gar was a is a legend, Braves legend here who played here um, under under Bill Lucas as well as he played with Hank Aaron. And then Bill Lucas was the first African American uh, general manager in baseball who was a graduate of FAMU. And Ralph Gar is a graduate of Grambling. So we so before I got here, we had to try to figure out a way to honor these two legends. What's the better way to do it than to bring these two schools together to play each other? So with that being said, we bring these two schools together. We donate funds to those schools to come and travel and play here, but also give back to them so we know that we see them as well. Key word, we see them, right? Um, but we also want to honor, to the, honor the legacy of these two outstanding gentlemen. So we bring these here. Uh, the first game, uh, the game is March 1st to March 2nd at Cool Ray Field. Tickets are $15, which is the cost of going to your regular fast food place. So you can skip fast food for a time to give back and come and enjoy us to see these kids play. Um, these student athletes are playing in a big league stadium for the first time. Some of them have never been, have done that before. Some of them probably have never really traveled before. So it's important for us to make sure that we showcase these students in a way that they'll remember it for the rest of their lives. So we start the whole weekend by having a breakfast, a breakfast here on Friday. Uh, when the teams get here, they do a tour of the, of the ballpark, talk about Hank Aaron. We talk about, you know, why they're here. We talk about uh, the different um, things that, you know, the Braves represent, right, from a historical standpoint of view, because people really don't know from a historical standpoint of view what we do and what we've done. So we start doing that, then they proceed to play in the evening on Friday and in the, in the afternoon on Saturday. That's awesome. Well, I can't wait. It's going to be great. I know last year we had, uh, you had Mr. Lucas's granddaughter throwing out the first pitch, yep. Yep. uh, Emily, which is, uh, Billy Aaron, Mr. Aaron's late Mr. Aaron's granddaughter. Mm -hmm. She was there and, uh, had just so much fun catching up with both of them, seeing them there and seeing members of their families there. And then just seeing the families of the, the student athletes there, the student athletes themselves, and then fans that just showed up Braves fans or just baseball fans or alum, I mean, alums. I mean, it was, it was such a great event and, uh, I can't look for, I can't wait for it to happen. It's going to be another great event this year, for sure. Yeah, and, and the good thing about this weekend is also it showcases to uh, African-Americans, not just African-Americans. I want to make sure I'm very clear on this. This is not just an African-American event. 
this is an event for all people, right? But it's also an opportunity to showcase student athletes who may not be able to get to the pro league, but also to showcase that there are other sports besides football, besides basketball, right? There are baseball, and these are guaranteed athletes. I mean, you try to get out there and run 90 feet yourself and steal a base, you're going to huff and puff and probably have a heart attack. I can't but, confirm, yeah. <laughs> but, it's important to <laughs> but it's important to showcase that, and especially for you know little kids of color who want to know where's the next step for them, there's college next. And this is a recruiting trip for these two, for these schools. And the coaches look around. And so I think it's a great place. It's a family-oriented opportunity. We have great music. We play music from the bands from there. The bands are not there, but we do play music of the bands. Um, we do bring in um, DJs to play to bring out the atmosphere. We're going to have the heavy hitters there. We're going to have hopefully a special appearance by Blooper this year, uh, pose at the plate. So we have all kinds of things that uh, we're able to interact with the family so they can have a good time and, and, and remember this for the rest of their lives. I love that. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Well, that transitions nicely into my next question. So, obviously, as we're recording this, it's February. This is going to be released in February. February is Black History Month. Um, with you leading leading us on this, we've got a really cool Braves Untold series that's going to be on Braves social media uh, all throughout the month. Um what what does Black History Month mean to you? So that's a very tough question. Um, while, yes, um, I love Black History Month, but basically it's history, period. It's history from uh, learning what has happened in the past, but also how do we benefit, it from, benefit from the future? What can we do ongoing? It's about telling a lesson and telling a story of what has happened. And I'm thankful for you. Uh, for leading us with the Braves untold story, because I think in history, we have to know there are some things that are untold. We don't want to know just the regular stuff, right? We want to know things that people may not know. So for instance, people are, we're talking about Hank Aaron, you know, this year and Hank Aaron, they all know about baseball, but what has he done as an entrepreneur? What has he done in the community? Um, he's a successful, successful businessman with 755 Corporation. He's owned Popeyes. He's owned Krispy Kremes. He's owned BMW dealerships. Um, he's donated back to the city of Atlanta. All of those things are important, right? Then you have the Atlanta Black Crackers. And what's funny about that is that the Atlanta Black Crackers played uh, down by Pont City Market. Um, there's a magnolia tree down there, and I don't think many, many people know this story, is that they took the magnolia trees and they brought them out and they started taking seedlings. And what they did was started spreading those seedlings around the city of Atlanta. And what's really funny is that people may not know is that some of those same seedlings of magnolia trees are, are actually planted here at Truist Park. And so I think those are things that people don't understand. And you got the two sports stars, two sports stars with Brian Jordan and you got Deion Sanders and how great of athletes they were. But then you also have Satchel Paige and the story of uh, William Bartholomew, who took a risk on Satchel Paige to make sure he got his M MLB pension. He was three years away from getting his MLB pension. And so uh, William Bartholomew felt that that was a travesty if he did not get his pension. So he signed him here at the age of, what, like 41 to be able to get, get his pension. So I think when you talk about history, yes, it's black history, but it's our history. It's, and we have to acknowledge all history, right? So while it, definitely black history is important, I want to make sure that everybody understands that it is our history. And we have to understand that because of that, 
there are things that people may not be aware of. And I think what happens is in, in some cases, when we, people talk about diversity, they get really scared is that it's about diversity is taking something away from them. And it has nothing to do with that. It's about making sure that we acknowledge and celebrate people from where they come from and, and come together. We always talk about, people always talk about how we need to be unified, how we need to be unified, how we need to get to come together, but it has to start somewhere. And I think that what's the important part is that we start somewhere and that I'm thankful that I'm here, but come here all the time. It's not just about black history. It's about, let's learn about the history of everybody that's here in Brave's organization, the Latin market, what we've done here for Latinos, what we've done for LGBTQ+. So it's all these different things that we can bring together. And I think it's important that we acknowledge that, but also, but yes, black history is important. And I want to make sure that people understand that. Let's talk about the history. It's our history, not just one person's or one color's history. I love that. Well, let's let's talk about your career a little bit. So one thing I also love to ask some people that are in the front office, I'd love to ask about their careers mm-hmm. is and anybody that's working in sports, not just here, um, how you got here. Like what was the path that got here? Because everybody's path to working in sports and working for a professional sports team is different. So and I know a little bit about your your path here, but how, how did you end up here with the Atlanta Braves? What was that path? So I'm old, so that's kind of how me I too. Happened. But um, yep. <laughs> but uh, so I've been in the market for in Atlanta for a long time. So I worked in the entertainment industry, working with radio. Um, so I worked with VNO three here. So I'm familiar with working with sports. So I worked with the Hawks and I worked with the Falcons as well on the sports side. So what's interesting is I wanted to get into sports, and so I was like, okay, I need to transition out of music. Um, I'll bring it with me, but I want to find something new. So there was a chance meeting one day um, with some people in the in the front office. I can't say a bunch of names because I'll just say that. Um, but there was a cha- there was a meeting from some people that I knew inside the organization, and we were just talking about how we can collaborate better, what we can do more of, how the Braves can you know go into the commu- go into the community more with more intention. So we had this conversation, started talking about it, and then a phone call came about two weeks later and was like, "Hey, um, would you like to come work for the Braves?" And I was like, "What?" <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, what are you talking about? They're like, would you like to come work for the Braves? And I was like, uh, yeah, sure. And so basically that's kind of how it started happening. And then next thing you know, I'm in, I'm interviewing. And then next thing you know, I'm in an interview where I'm going down the line in five different rooms. And then I meet with you. And so I just got a really good feeling about it. And so the biggest thing about it is I felt like I could make a difference here yeah. and do do more things, have a larger platform and understand Hopefully one day win a World Series. I'm going to say that right now. Oh, it's going to happen. But um, hopefully one day we'll do that. But at the same time, I like the organization and culture that we have here and what we're doing and what we're building. And I just wanted to make sure I'd be a part of that. So that's kind of how it transitioned. And so with my music contacts and with my sports contacts, it kind of all kind of just blended together. So Yeah, I remember when we were interviewing uh, candidates for for your position, I got to sit in with the finalists, each of them. And it was great because everybody that I met was – Super cool, very qualified, uh, and I'm not just saying that because you're here. But when I came away from yours, I I, I told uh, the rest of our group, I said for me, that's I was like, that's our guy, that's him, that's the guy. <laughs> like he's he's, he, I can tell he's just gonna fit right in with us, and you have, and you've been great, and and more importantly, everything you've done the first year, what you've already accomplished, you've taken us to places, and we've been able to do things that we wouldn't have ever been able to do without you i wouldn't have gotten to go down to stanconia and hang out with big boy if it wasn't for you so selfishly i'm just gonna make it all about me that was one of the coolest friggin' things i've ever gotten to do so thank you for that selfishly but those are things that you know when you you bring somebody into a team right 
you want to find out what is it that you may not have that you can bring to something different, right? right? And so my thing is I wanted to make sure I was able to bring in something cool and fun and different. But at the same time, we all gel together as a family and just we talk about things and have fun. I mean, it's funny that we have conversations and we may not necessarily always agree, but we all come to some point that we know what is the ultimate goal of what we're trying to do, right? And so that was fun for me. So doing those kinds of experiences and seeing the, the, the your look on your face the next day was like, okay, yeah, that dude's good. That dude's straight. That's one of those things, man. That's one of those things like until the day I die, I'm just going to be looking back <laughs> and, God, that was so freaking cool. Like, why did some nerd like me get to go down there and hang out and, and talk to big boy and interview him but it was oh he super enjoyed cool. it he enjoyed it just as much as you did trust me he was in his zone so i i feel like he's often in his zone yeah. i appreciate that about <laughs> him but okay so um you talked to you, you touched on it earlier but i did want to hear a little bit of your memories of uh like braised baseball and your dad so watching tv did y'all ever did you ever get to come to any games as a kid yeah, when you were a kid? We did. Yeah, we did. Yeah. What are your memories of some of those? Oh, at Fulton County Stadium at that point, right? Or would it have been Turner uh, No, no, no. At, at Fulton County Stadium at that time. Okay. And then Turner Field when I, when I actually moved here. So okay. um, I'm going to try to keep straight because this is an emotional part. So, But I'm going to try to tell it as much as I can, as best I can. Um, I think the thing about it for me is that um, my dad was, not was, but is such a Braves fan. And so at that time, coming from South Carolina, um, the only way to watch it was on TBS, right? Same, same for me in Virginia. Yep, yeah, same for so, me. So for my parents to, to, as we always say, scrimp and scrape to put money together to jump in a car, drive to Atlanta to come see the game, I think that was the utmost like sac- sacrifice thing for me to see my parents do. And so um, we were driving here, and I remember we were in the car, and – you know, it's in the summer and we're hot, man. And and so I'm getting there. And, of course, as a kid, you're going to the game and you're looking around and you're just in awe of everything. And I think back at that time they had the hard hat, the hard hat plastic hats, the batting helmets that people were getting. It weren't like the snapbacks now, but it was the, the hard hats. So that tells you I'm old, right? But anyway. <laughs> I have one of those too. <laughs> but anyway, to have that hat and to – and that was it was the Cooperstown A with the City Connect look. Yeah. And so to walk out of that, I thought that was the best thing ever, right? And so with that, that was a moment I got to share with my dad. And so my mom, too, and so my cousins, we all came. And so it was ironic at the time, it was doing the uh, Atlanta child murders. And I'll never forget that we were driving here, and I was so scared because we – were traveling to Atlanta, a place where there were the Atlanta child murders. And I'm like, okay, my dad, like, I got to stay close to you because I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, you've seen these African-American kids being murdered, right? And so I remember that very vividly. And my dad was like, you're going to be all right. We're coming to Atlanta. We're going to be in a hotel, whatever. I'm like, okay, cool. So when you think about the historical facts, the things that hit, you never know why certain things make, make sense or certain things are important. And so, you know, all that to say, to see that happen, um, and to be with my dad was just the utmost thing. And so we go back and I talk about it because a lot of times there are many people of color who don't get to travel beyond 10, 15 miles from their house. And my parents were able to put together funds for us to travel here to see them alive and in purpose. I remember Biff Pokoroba. I remember Chris Chambliss, Dale Murphy, and all these people, Bob Horner. You know, So I'm looking at all these people and I'm like, wow. And so now to be walking in these hallowed halls of this of Truist Park and seeing people that I used to see on TV is quite overwhelming. And then, you know, not to mention that um, 
this year, you know, my son got to go to spring training last year. And so they were looking for a, a little kid to kind of be like a little Hank Aaron and then or a little Michael Harris. And so for my son to be in that um, was quite overwhelming. And then to um, see um, my dad then um, bring me and then I bring my son, you know, that was um, it's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. That was that was going to be my next question. Was I not even question? You got me, man. You got I, me, man. That's what I do, Eugene. You I, me, I'm here to I'm here me. to get make get emotional. Get me. emotional. You no, that's what I love, man. Because that's real. That's authentic. And that was looking back on spring training last year. Me kind of standing behind everything, watching you watch your son on that stage in that City Connect shoot. It was it was. It was so cool, and it's it's what I talk about. Like I tell my wife this all the time. I think she's jealous. I say <laughs> I I literally get to wake up every day and walk into work knowing that I love this job I'm going into. A yes, it's cool because it's it's sports. It's a team that I love. So like yeah, that part of it's cool. But the part that makes me love it is I walk in here every day knowing that like I get to work with people that I genuinely enjoy working yeah, with, yeah. and that. Along the way in this ride, we get to make these crazy, cool memories and moments yeah. like your son yeah. on stage, like a full circle life yeah. moment like that. Me growing up as a Braves fan, you know, I don't have children yet. Um, working on it. We got congrats, one on the way. Congrats, Thank you. We got congrats, one on the way. Congrats. Um, but, but still, I've had some of those moments just for me personally where it's like, holy cow, like I can't believe that guy that I watched. As a kid. Heck, my usual co-host, Craig McMichael here, I was a 10-year-old watching that dude on TBS in 1993, yeah. you know? Yeah. And then, if you, like, fast forward and, like, we're going to do a show together? Okay. You know, so it's, uh, yeah, it's just awesome. Well, listen, you've been very kind with your time, and I already made you cry, so I think <laughs> uh, I don't want to torture you anymore, but we all love working with you, and we're so happy you're a part of this team, and... Um, yeah, man, I'm looking forward to a great, a great HBCU classic. Yeah. Ralph, Ralph Gar, Bill Lucas, Bill Lucas, legend around here. We we honor Bill Lucas here. We love Ralph Gar. Ralph Gar is one of my favorite people I've ever met since I've worked yeah. here. The Roadrunner, he's just that dude is awesome. Yeah. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that and looking forward to a great 2024 with you, my friend. Yeah, you too, my friend. Thanks so much for having me, and just want to make sure everybody knows that you're all welcome here no matter what time it is, and just make sure that you come out and see us and come shake hands, come eat a hot dog, just come hang out, and that's what it's about. Amen. Thanks, Eugene. Thank you. We hope you've enjoyed Behind the Braves, and be sure to check out other episodes of Behind the Braves featuring interviews with Atlanta Braves players, coaches, front office personnel, famous fans, and much, much more. And, hey, if you don't mind, uh, rate, review, subscribe Behind the Braves wherever you get your podcast. We very much appreciate it. Behind the Braves is brought to you by executive producers Ricky Mast, Greg McMichael, and Victoria Rossman. We'll see you next week.